What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Yes, sir. Well, welcome. Welcome. Uh, we are continuing on with, um, as we've been discussing, learning the ways of God. And um, now today is it's not a it's not an unfamiliar topic with uh, the ways of God is is very familiar. Everybody knows this particular one. Um, as we just dive deeper and deeper, uh, you know, last week um, we had a really good good topic of discussion um, about how God is merciful and and looking at Jesus. Uh, how he didn't measure people's, but what people did. I love that. I love that. Uh, he didn't measure what people were. He he just accepted everybody for who they were. He he looked at them as if they needed him. I love that. Ah, man, I love that. Um, I, I know, right? You're right. It's just beautiful. You know, if if we walked in that, right, in that way, yeah. If we walked in the way like people need Jesus, you know what I mean? Instead of something as if, no, no, they need correction. You know, I need to remove myself from them. No, that ain't how he walked, right? He he maneuvered like they needed him because he was a physician. It's like, I'm the physician. I'm here to help them get well, right? And if just just half of that mindset, like not that we look at people and say, oh, they sick. But just regardless of, you know what I mean, what they look like or sound like, it's just the mindset that we all need to be well. You know what I mean? I need to get well. You need to get well. And I don't have to measure you like you've arrived. Because I think that's how we're measuring each other, right? Like, he's arrived. I haven't arrived. So then you have a bit of, you know what I mean, contempt, you know what I mean, on both ends. You know what I mean? They're looking at you like, ah, oh, because you haven't arrived, I can't associate myself. And then you're looking at them like, since you've arrived, I can't associate myself. Then you got this clash, right? And so that's not how Jesus looked at uh, and looked at anyone, and he still does it. And and he's requiring us to follow that way. And today it's just even, just very, uh, even more powerful. I won't prolong it. It's John 13, and then we're gonna jump over to John 15. But John 13, and looking in beginning in. Uh, beginning with verse 34, and just going to jump in it. 13, John 13, Gospel John, chapter 13, verse 34. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So then before we jump into 13, you know me, when I'm reading something, like I'm just like, you know, I like to define it. Like, what does that mean? And uh, it's like when you say love one another as I have loved you. Okay, Lord, well, how did you love us? Right? Cause, because if, obviously this has to be a unique love. If you're telling me to follow after a way that you did something, it has to be unique. Right? It, it, can't, be, it can't look like anything that I've seen thus far. Um, and the beautiful part was he described it over in John 15 and uh, we can start at verse 9 but I'm not I'm just going to jump down to the meat 
He said, my command is this. This is John 15, 12. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. <sighs> Greater love has no man than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now, that's very unique. That's extremely unique. That's counteractive and then to what we do. No, you know, we're not going to lay down our lives for our friends. No, what we want, we will take <laughs> someone's life for our friends. We're not going to lay down our life for our friends. Yeah, you have parents. You know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, I'll die uh, for my child. But But this is unique because he didn't say die. He said, lay down your life. <laughs> Here we go again, right, with these definitions. He said, lay down your life. Like that, that, that you know, when you lay something down, right, you, you're, Park. you're parking it. You're putting <laughs> it aside. You know, you, you're, 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 it's, you're, you're placing it somewhere else, right, for your friend. It's, it's, you're, you're doing away with you for your friend. In other words, your friend is becoming before you. You're putting your friend before you. Now, that's unique. That's very unique. And there was a particular passage. I can't remember where it was, but I'm, we'll find it later. But this is just a unique way, a perspective that Jesus was describing in this uniqueness of laying down your life. He says, if you give to someone and they give it back. All right. And I'm paraphrasing it. I think it was Matthew six, or seven. I can't remember. But he said, if you give to someone that can give back to you, then what yeah. reward? Hmm? Yeah. What yeah, reward what? do you have? Like even the heathens do that. They give to people that can give back to them. But you not not so what you give to them that cannot give back. In other words, don't be loaning people stuff. Don't 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 loan it. Just give it. Just give with an intent or a mindset that I'm just going to give and help. I'm not worried about getting it back. In other words, I'm paraphrasing the scripture, but but it's just that mindset. And then you know you have people where they'll donate to charity, but that's a tax write-off. No, Jesus is talking about giving, and that's it. Not accepting or expecting something in return. It's I'm just giving. Why? Because you've given it to me to give. Right? That's a that's a sense of laying it down. I know I'm taking care of. I know you're taking care of me to help take care of others. Laying it down. Then there was another one. He said if you love them that can only love you back, then so even the heathens can do that. Right? Even the heathens can do that. The heathens love people that love them back. No, you love them that don't love you back. Wait a minute. Now think about that. Put that into perspective. Because what are we talking about? We're talking about loving the way Jesus loved. Now he just said, he, no greater love hath no man than this than for a man to lay down his life for his friend. Right? Now in this chapter, he just said, love them who can't love you back. Now what does that mean? Does that mean I got to lay down my life for my enemies? 
Are you telling me, are you seriously saying to me that I am supposed to set aside myself for some folk that don't even care nothing about me? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying you are required if you're following the way. Now, notice this is this all, but it's a condition. This is a condition. There are stipulations, right? This is about following the way. This is about learning the ways of God because this is what God is doing. Right. And, and we're going to validate this point. Uh, this is what God is doing. God's way is for me to love somebody that doesn't love me back. In other words, love someone that's not laying down their lives for me. I got to lay down my life for someone that's not laying down their life for me. Set it aside. Put them before me. I need to put my enemy before me. Now, if you go back last week, it makes sense. Sir, I'm going to bring it full circle. If you go back last week, what was he talking about? Being merciful, knowing that these people need a physician. They need to be well. And if I am well taken care of, then I can simply treat somebody that isn't well taken care of like they need to be well taken care of. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be sitting here trying to say, hey, man, let me doctor on you. No, that's not what he did. What he did was he ate with them. He stayed in their company, right? He was in their abode. He treated them as though there was nothing. He, he, he didn't treat them with disdain. You know what I mean? He treated them like they were family, in other words. He hung out with them. <laughs> like, I love how Paul said it. He said, for, and that's in, I think, Corinthians 10. He said, for if those that are sinners, he said, I make myself out to be as if I am a sinner. Right? And, of course, I'm paraphrasing. And we can go over to that scripture. Or was it Corinthians 9? He said, basically, I make myself to be like those to win them, right, to win them over. You know what I mean? To win their trust, to, to win their love, to, 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 to basically unite with them and create a bond with them so that they will recognize that, hey, I, too, am like you. I am no different. Just because I am choosing to follow the way and you're, you may not be choosing to follow the way, that doesn't make, that doesn't make us different. And it just makes what we're choosing different. We're choosing things differently, right? But I still will be an example to you just as you could be an example to me. You can help me and I can help you, right? And that's what Paul was saying. It's like I make myself out to be somebody that is not particularly like me so that I can win them, win them over, win over their kindness, win over their trust, right? And, and let's bring it full circle. Let's bring it full circle. And we're going to go, matter of fact, let's just go to that scripture. What was that, Corinthians 9? Or 2 uh, Corinthians 9? I think it's 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9? I think. I'm not for sure. The weak I become weak. Right. right. I have become all things to all people. Yeah, Heard you have it. it. means I might save some. Yes, that 9? Yeah, that's, that's 9 to... Uh, Go ahead, brother. Read. What are you, what are you, Twenty-one. To the Jews, I became like a Jew um, in verse twenty. Okay. Let's see. Though I am free, well, look at nineteen. Though okay. I am free and belong to no one. Right. I made myself a slave to everyone. Ah, oh, man, I love that. Wow. Oh. I wow. love that. That part right there. See that? Though I am free. Yes. And belong to no one. Right. I have made myself a slave to, to everyone. everyone. To win as many as possible. Right. 
there's no 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 respect to person, no right. no discrimination, no nothing there. Right. It's order in order to win them. To win. And he's winning them for Christ. Right. And then he gives and then he gives examples of give distinguishing the different people. Groups. Yeah, the right. different groups. Right. And and that to say no, what, I, I, I never I had never heard it read like that. In that light. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, right. and and in in and just what it what were we just talking about? Laying his down, he's laying down his life, saying, saying right. just in that one statement, brother, he's free. Yeah, and he belongs to no one. But he made himself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. Make himself a free man, to everyone. He made himself, made himself a slave to yeah. everyone. Now, I know everybody listens to that word slave, and then they begin to think like, oh, Lord, okay, so what he's, he was in bondage to them. No, that's not, that's not what he's saying. He's not saying he, he enslaved himself, meaning they were controlling him and forcing him to do some labor. Not well, he, but this is, that, this is an example. See, like in my New King James Version, right. they use the word servant. Servant, there you go. Slave, right? Because you know that slave gives a a but, negative connotation. But that Greek, but that Greek word really means slave. So, uh, it, right, it does mean it slave. Slave. It yeah. it means slave, right? It means yeah. slave, and we understand that it we, means slave. We dress it up. Right, but the connotation of slave, when when a person in America reads it, they're thinking somebody that is forced. It's like forced labor. That's no. too convict. That's too convicted. Right. It's not. It's not forced labor. These people are. They're not his master. He's not right. under their control. He's not in bondage. That's not what he's saying. He right. is a slave in the sense that he is serving them. That's all a waitress or a waiter is. Is a slave. They're serving. They're serving people. But anyways, we are. He is a servant. He is a slave that is serving people. Everyone. And he may, and he also is carrying the connotation, I'm servant and slave to my purpose. That's it. Meaning, right, when you say, I like how you put that slave and servant servant to his purpose. Meaning, it is as if he is enslaved to the purpose to the point where he's not going to maneuver out of it until you get it. Right. Until you get it. Get what? Get this love. His master. Get this love. <laughs> Till you get this love. What love? For right. you to get the same mindset that he has. I want everyone to get God's ways and follow them. What are God's ways? To love people to the point where you're putting them before yourself. Now imagine that. If that was perpetuated. If that was recycled right imagine that if it was reciprocated imagine that then there would be no masters there would be no one great because we would all be enslaved to one another there wouldn't be any measuring any judging saying that you're this and i can't abide with you because you're great right there wouldn't be no great greatest there wouldn't be any there wouldn't be any distinction or, or, or there wouldn't be any segregation 
right? I wouldn't be looking at you because in looking at your skin and saying, oh, because you're black or you're brown skin or because you're pale skin or because you're yellow skin, which I ain't never seen nobody with yellow skin. But anyway, <laughs> the point is you're measuring people by their skin tones, right? And then you begin to distinguish them in regards to, oh, well, they're not smart because they're this. They're not this because they're that. And if everybody had the mindset of Paul, you wouldn't do that. You would look at the person like, just as we talked about last week, as if they need to be well. They need a physician. We need need to be well. And if I have the physician, then why wouldn't I enslave myself to these people? Because that's what doctors do. Well, not really. I mean, that's what they used to do when they were doing it pro bono. They would enslave themselves to a person until they were well. And then when they were well, then they moved on. And if they couldn't fix them, they still would try until they realized that, hey, it's nothing else that I can do. And when there's nothing else you can do, then you move on. And that's the same thing that Paul is saying. And this is the same thing that you know, I want to validate when it comes to Christ or when it comes to God. And, and, it, and it's basically in John. And I, and I was going to send this scripture out, but I was like, no, everybody knows it. And I don't have to even go there and read it, but I'm going to read it. And that's John 3.16. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only, he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And notice that he said he gave, freely gave his only begotten son to the world so that they, so that they whom choose to believe in him would have eternal life. He gave he, and and, she, and he, you sit there and look at that verse and say, now, what is God's objective here? That whoever will not perish. Exactly. <laughs> that whoever won't perish. Exactly. That's his objective. And doesn't that sound like he's enslaving himself to the world? Yes. Yeah. 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 That sounds like what he's wanting for the world takes an extensive effort. And what does that say? That says he's laying, he's laying it down. It's saying he's laying down his, his esteem. He's laying down. He's basically putting himself aside for the sake of others. I'm going to put myself aside for the sake of others. It's like you see somebody in a bad position. Like, like this is really a good example. You see somebody in a bad position, meaning they may be upset about something. They may take it out on you. But you see that they are in a bad position. I mean, something happened, and they are upset. I see that they're taking it out on me. And this goes for me as well. They're taking it out on me. Instead of me responding the way that they're acting, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay it down. So, you know, they need to be well. It's how can I help you? It's not that you offer help to them because the help might just be them taking it out on you. <laughs> no, nobody wants to hear that. Uh-oh. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that, brother. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. I, I'm not going to let somebody talk crazy to me. No. You don't have to let them. But you can lay down your life and regard them as, man, they need to be well. This might help them. Man, I ain't talking about you letting somebody beat you. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. But they may mistreat you, though. They may say something to you. They may slight you, right? They may cut you off in line, right? 
They may take something from you that you don't particularly want them to take, and you may point it out, and they may say they didn't do it. But the fact is this. You may, when they do that, it isn't, oh, yeah, I'm going to call the police if you stole from me. But yet, I'm not going to look at you with disdain as though you don't need Christ. No, you need Christ. I see it. I recognize it. And if I can, and, and that's the thing. It's like we don't recognize it in ourselves, right? It's, it's okay when I get upset, right? But when you get upset, that's not okay. Not it's okay. okay for me to get upset because, say, I'm having a very bad day. Yeah. Right? But when you're having a bad day, it's not okay. Right? And if we remove that mindset, like, Dad, dude, everybody has a day or a moment or a time when they're going through something and they're needing some type of an outlet. And sometimes we people cross our paths and we take it out on them. Does that make it right? Absolutely not. They don't make it right. But they're showing us symptoms of an illness. Showing symptoms of an illness. And if I have the physician, right, yeah. why not share? Yeah. Why not share the physician? You know what I'm saying? Share the physician. Lay it down. You know what I mean? Lay it down. Yeah, Become a slave. the physician can do his thing. Become a slave like Paul so you can win them over. Become a slave like Paul so you can win them over. Give, 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 give your only begotten like God so that if they believe, they won't perish. Right? And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about loving like Christ did, and this is how Christ loved. He lays down. He lays it down moment by moment. Now, there is a judgment. Of course, there's a judgment. Everybody wants to hear that part. Well, what about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a judgment. You're going to reap what you sow. Absolutely. But we ain't talking about that today. I'm just sharing it so people won't be lopsided and thinking that I'm just let folk get away with stuff. No, there's a judgment. Absolutely. If you do something wrong, you're going to have to pay for it. But yet and still, if you got a physician, even though their consequence may still be there, you don't have to judge them, meaning you don't have to condemn them, right? You don't have to put them in hell. Yeah, they may have to go to jail, but they can go there free. <laughs> they can go there well with a mindset knowing that ah, I'm cured from this disease that I had before I went into this cell. I'm free from it. And if you have that to give to somebody, why not? Why not give it? But I guess the thing is, when you don't have it, you can't give it. So you yep. need it as well, right? And and the whole thing is with this 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 whole discussion, this dialogue, is really opening up that gate for you to see it, and, and then you know I mean, make the decision to either walk in it or not. And and no, it's not an easy decision. I mean, there may be some things you got to clean out, right? And not you cleaning out, right? It's just some things internally that you may be struggling with that you got to give it over to God. It's like, but Dad, how do I do that? It's just that simple. Like he said, you got to lay it down. You got to lay it down. You got to stop esteeming that thing above God. I got. I can't. I can't keep putting this before. God, like my girl, she was telling me, you just be getting frustrated with me. You get so frustrated with me, and I don't feel like it it merits your frustration. And then, you know, I have to really look at it, and, and, and I really have to step in and say, no, it doesn't. Because in my mind, it did. It it merited the frustration, meaning it ain't even my, I'm yelling at you. It's just my, because I don't like what you're doing. 
It merits the I don't like in my face, in my tone. It merited that, right? I don't like what you're doing right now. And then it tearing, it's tearing her up, right? And what I'm thinking, I'm really just acknowledging that I don't like it just so that you could be corrected. But that's the thing. This is what we were saying. It ain't about you correcting the issue. It's about you healing the person. Yeah. That yeah. person may need to be healed. That person may need to be well. And because you recognize this thing, not, not, not all things need to be, you know, everything needs to be healed, but there are some times where there needs to be correction. But when there's some things that need to be healed, when a person is not well and you're trying to correct them, they're not going to look at it like it's correction. They're going to look at it like it's condemnation. They're going to look at it like it's judgment, right? And that's not what we want, especially when you're doing something out of frustration. can't correct out of frustration. Right. And so hearing that, it's just helped me to see like how I'm putting me before her. And I got to learn how to put her before me. Before and, me. And it's a matter of me accepting it. Yeah, she may not have done something that you liked. But at the same time, you got to understand you don't do things that she likes. And there's a way to approach that. And the way to approach it is in love. Esteeming her, even in that situation, above you. Esteeming her, above you. I don't have to get frustrated with you because of this. No, and I don't. And that's my choice, right? And, of course, obviously that takes time. To, you, just, you ain't going to just come out the gate and be like, oh, baby, you know, I love you. And ah, that thing you did was just, you know, I didn't know how to take it. But I'm learning of course, you ain't going to be spawned like that right away. But, but that's the goal. That's the focus. Understanding how to address things. Because you can't hold it in. Nobody said hold it in. But the way you respond and the way you approach those situations, it should be in a manner of love, not a manner of frustration. So, yeah. That's all I have, brother. We got to lay it down. We got to follow the way God loves. And the way he loves, he lays it down. Back to 3.16. God gave his best, his most valuable, uh, his most precious. He, he, he gave the best that he had. Absolutely. To secure, to secure our wellness. Absolutely. And he's given us Christ. Yeah. And if we ever will let our minds grasp the fact that Christ is the best thing that we have, we get out of the way. We get out of the way. Allow him to come forth out of us to do what he came to do. See, and we, but we, we want to instruct, we want to, followers, we want all this other stuff, uh, our feelings and the whole bit. And all he's asking us to do is yield yourself and allow me to do my thing. Allow me to, allow my way to prevail, not your way. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth. To live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, 
Join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.